everybody! How's it going out there? It's episode 171 of the Danger Hour. I'm your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poo, James Dangerface, and all the rest. Hey, Fruity Pants! Yes, James? Wow, you're not, you're not angry that I called you Fruity Pants? Why, no, James. Okay, what's the catch? No catch, James. It's just, it's been a long time, James, since we had a show, so it's good to be back. Oh, well, I'm glad you noticed. You know what? I, it's been about three weeks. You know, people get busy. Things happen. The life of a podcaster is a difficult one, boys and girls. Sometimes we don't have time for shows, okay? We got, we got busy living lives and whatnot. Yeah, so, uh, hey, good news there, Fruity Pants. What is it, James? Uh, you're going to like this. James, I'm literally on the edge of my wet seat. Oh, Christ. All right. Great news. The red cunt, Brandon Gernix, and Mr. Joseph Peppers have this game. And they are, of course, from the podcast about nothing podcast. They have a game called Over the Hump Games, everybody. And yes, it is a blatant ripoff of Ned Files Hump Games. But, but look what they did. They got a little crafty. Over the Hump Games, all right? I think I might have mentioned this before. But uh, it's going on now. You can go on the Instagrams. And uh, you can start following Pot About Nothing at Pot About Nothing. Or you can just look up the hashtag over the hump games and you will see all the posts and you yourself can vote james why is this good news for me because of my picks okay james i'm i'm interested all right first one let's go with the lady first kelly preston i'm i'm not familiar with her work james uh let's see she's a well she's john travolta's wife <laughs> that's kind of weird but uh you ever seen the movie Twins? Um, no, James. I can't. I can't say that I have. Is that is that a foreign film? <sighs> no. Well, sort of, because Schwarzenegger was in it. Do you remember on Channel Five? If you were young or old enough to remember this, they used to play it on Channel Five all the time, uh, back in the '90s. And there was this commercial that they did, and he used to go, "Hey, everybody, this weekend Twins is gonna be on," and then it would play a song, uh, "We're Brothers." Identical twins, as you can see. Why watch another movie when you can see two of me? <laughs> no? Nobody? I think you're alone in this one, James. Oh, fuck you guys. Anyway, let's move on to my male pick for Over the Hump Games. <laughs> you are really going to love this one. Oh my God, James. Who could it be? You don't know? I don't want to jinx it, James. This moment is starting to mean a lot to me, and I just don't want to be sadly disappointed. All right. My pick over the hump games. John Stamos. Oh, my God, James. Why? Why, James? No, it's not John Stamos. I thought about it. I thought about it. The criteria is 50 years old and more, and I think he's 50, and he is a good-looking fucking guy. You better believe it. You know, I saw him in person one day. James, you're 
torturing me. Please just tell me the, tell me the right choice, James. Just please share your pick. Okay. Right after my John Stamos story. So here I am with my wife at the Craig Ferguson taping. And uh, he wasn't even on the show. Don Rickles was a guest. That's right. Legendary. Racist. But in a good way. You might even say rickled. A rickled way. He was on the show. And uh, John Stamos and Don Rickles have a tight relationship. I don't know why, dude. He follows Don Rickles around everywhere he goes. Ah, fuck. I know why. Because the guy's cool as shit. Anyways. So he comes out from behind the scenes. And I saw him. And I've told the story on the show before, but I have a feeling there's some new listeners. And also that a lot of you guys just fell off a long time ago, so it's all new. So I saw John Stamos from across the way, maybe a good 15 yards, all right? This fucking guy, I'm not joking, had an aura around him. He was just shining bright. James, was the one in the studio lights just shining on him? Is that what happened? No, no, it wasn't that. It's like he was an angel and like he had this glow coming from inside of him to the out. His aura was glorious. I'm telling you, it was fucking amazing. The dude was just glowing. And it's like, you know what, that guy, he's a goddamn star. Look at him. Look at him shine. James, enough with John Stamos. Who is an attractive man, by the way? But who is your pick, James? I need to know. I can't wait anymore, James. All right, I'll tell you at the end of the show. No, James! Right, I'm just kidding. It's Tom Selleck. Oh, my God! Oh, my God, James! Tom Selleck! Ah! All right! Relax! Relax. Relax. You, you, you better not be joking, James. You, you better not be... Put, your, put your, your head between your knees. Just breathe in and out. I got a cushion. I got a cushion by chance. Tom Selleck, James. Yes. Yes, Tom Selleck. You okay? I think so, James. I think so, James. I'm getting. I think I'm good, James. Tom Selleck. Yes. My pick is Tom Selleck. Uh, I've got bad news. No, James. There's such a thing as bad news after this moment. Thank you, James, for giving me this moment in time. I will always cherish you, James. You did it for me, James. I know you did. Yes, I did do it for you. Oh, my God, James, you love me. No, it's really just for comedic value. But uh, the real reason I chose Tom Selleck, first of all, like I said, it is for comedic reasons. James, what are you what are you implying? Nothing. <laughs> it is for comedic reasons, but I really picked him so that you would finally fucking see the dude is not the best looking. James, stop right there! Don't you goddamn don't you goddamn well finish that sentence, James? I'm going to. So you can see once and for all that Tom Selleck is indeed not the hottest older guy ever of all time. No! 
Because you will see he will not be voted to win, especially, especially the next round. Oh, my God, James. He won the first round? Yes, he did. Oh, I knew it, James. I knew it. That's one step closer to you shutting your fucking mouth. Oh, whoa, whoa. Take it easy. Let me tell you something. He beat some ugly fuck, some rock guy, but he's nasty. I forgot his, I forgot his name. Never even heard of the guy before. Some band like Poison or some shit, White Snake. I don't fucking know. Guess who is going against next round? A clear, clear final nail in your fucking coffin. Is it John Stamos, James? No, it's not. No, it's not. Another winner, though, if you ask me, against Tom Selleck. No, James. No. John Stamos doesn't have the award-winning mustache, James. That be, be that as it may. He will not beat the next person that he's going up against. None other than Robert Downey Jr. Oh my God, James. Are you kidding me? That's not even a contest. That's so weak. Are you talking about Iron Man, James? Really? Don't even make me laugh, James. (laughs) Listen, dude. Robert Downey Jr. is an attractive fella. But you're forgetting one important thing. Which is, James? Tom Selleck is not currently relevant. Although also attractive. Yes, James, go on. No. He had his time. RDJ. Oh my God, James, don't call him that. Robert Downey Jr. is in the most successful fucking movie of all time. Currently in the theater. I'm sorry, but the popularity and his stunning good looks is going to knock Tom Selleck clearly out of the hump over the hump games picture oh my god james oh my god you couldn't be more wrong you have gravely underestimated the power of the selic all right just uh just hear this i'm gonna have my day in the sun you son of a bitch and you're finally gonna see james i just Really want to put this together, so I'm correct. Did you pick Tom Selleck as your choice so that he would lose so that you could hurt me? Of course! Of course I did! I thought that was already established when I told you that fucking three, four minutes ago. I'm sorry, James. I was just... My mind was caught up in the Selleck's and I just didn't put it together, James. How dare you, James? Not you'll see. And we'll be done with all this Tom Selleck foolery. That's right. I just said Tom foolery, but put Selleck in the middle of that. And you'll finally see that this could all could go away. James, why do you want to hurt me? Haven't we done? Have we dragged this out long enough? Let's just move on already. But, uh, you know, I will drink your milkshake. I'll drink it up. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Back to me, everybody. You're never going to believe this, but I almost died on Monday. Oh, my God, James. Too bad you pulled through. Hey, you don't mean that. Well, James, I really don't want you to die. I would just, I'd like you to get very severely injured. No, you wouldn't like that either. All right, let me, let me paint you a mental portrait with my words of paint. So there I am at work, minding my own business. Now, I had to, I was in a, an industrial building. 
very large building and I had to climb onto the roof of this building using a ladder that's a, a big steel ladder that's inside this big building bolted to the wall. Um, so anyway, I climb up this fucking ladder and it's about 40 feet high and I get to this latch and uh, to get to the roof and there's a latch you turn the little knob and then you or the handle and you push it up and it goes it opens up and you can climb up on the roof don't ask me what i was doing it's not important to the story so i get all the way to the top and uh it's kind of difficult this hatch it's uh i've, I've encountered some of them before but this one was just weird it wasn't wor working properly so i get it up i get it open i get out i do what i gotta do i'm coming back down i get uh, i have my right arm and I wrap my right arm around one of the steps of the of the skinny little fucking steel ladder. And I'm holding on like that. And I got my other hand and I'm trying to close the latch, the hatch. And something's like stuck or sticking. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I'm really trying to get it going. And it's really hard to budge. And there's a little arm on the side. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I just move the arm a little bit. And it clicks. And the fucking hatch goes... And it comes down so fast. And I'm like, oh, shit. Keep in mind that my arm is still hooked around one of the steps. So I can't just drop down real fast. But it just happened so like it's, It was so fast. And I reacted so quickly. I really surprised myself. But I was able to just duck down and hold down with my arm as, as fucking low as I could in the time that I had. In the space that I could maneuver. And the thing goes whoosh. And it slams slams down and it's like less than an inch from the top of my head oh my god james you almost died from giving head oh that wasn't even good that was retarded you're better than that i'm still angry at you james and my my usual wit is clouded by my anger and rage james uh all right well go fucking sit in the corner and shut up it's okay james i'll, I'll be good all right you know what this is a uh, Recently, this seems like it's an ongoing theme. Me almost getting hurt or killed. Let me tell you another story, everybody. Now, I was, in, uh, I was on the gritty streets of Pomona. Pomona, California. Some might know it as poor Mona. <laughs> so, uh, I found a crack pipe on the floor, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. And it was used. And it was ugly. No, that's not how I died. But I did find one. The other, the other thing that happened to me was uh, I was in a really shitty, shitty neighborhood in Pomona. Had to do something. And it was early as hell. It was about uh, 7.30. And that's early as hell if you're in a bad neighborhood. Believe me. Believe me. None of the homeboys or fucking gangsters are up that early. So, <laughs> even like 10 o'clock is early as hell. All right? These gangsters don't come out until a little bit later. So, here I am. minding my own business once again. So I go to someone's house. I do something real quick. It's a real quick thing I got to do. I'm walking back out to my vehicle in the street. And there's like people walking to, I don't know what they're walking. There's people walking the street, you know, even though it's early, there's people all over bad neighborhoods. There's people up at all, the, all hours in the fucking day and night. <laughs> so I see these two people walking, this like white trash looking girl. And this guy behind her, like maybe a foot behind her. And he's got a trench coat on. He looks just like one of those Columbine dudes. No joke. 
He's got headphones on. I'm walking out towards the street. He's walking on the on the sidewalk and uh, he's crossing my path. He doesn't see me because of the angle that I'm walking and his music is on his head so he doesn't hear me either. Once I come like in the in his peripheral vision line of sight, he quickly like takes a s- slight glance over his shoulder and notices, yes, that is a person walking up, you know, in my general direction and he fucking puts his hand right in his po- jacket pocket really fast. Just one hand, and I'm like, uh-oh, this dude's going to pull a fucking knife or a gun on me right now. And he keeps walking, and he turns his head just a little bit, slight turn. He sees that I'm in my uniform. Oh, he's just this fucking guy working. He takes his hand right out of his jacket, and he keeps walking. <laughs> I guess the lesson to be learned here, everybody. And uh, yeah, it's stupid of me for not really, I mean, I know better. But uh, I just, you know, it was maybe too comfortable. And maybe because he was white, I didn't really think twice. (laughs) But you probably shouldn't sneak up on someone in a bad neighborhood. Even though I didn't sneak up on him, but I was walking and he wasn't paying attention. So it seemed like I was like, hey, who the fuck is this guy? But, uh, you know. Wow, James. Some story. Very anticlimactic. All right. Let's just move on. How about we do some danger updates, everybody? Danger updates. It's really just one. This one has to do with Chuby. That's right. Chuby. My cousin. The sister of my cousin Monkey. <gasps> Get this, everybody. I saw her like uh two weekends ago because I got together at Monkey <gasps> Monkey's house <gasps> to watch the Mayweather. Fuck y'all fight, which was a fucking waste. But I'm sure you've all heard that already. The only thing I've got to add about this fight. Now, first of all, I already know what has been said. Man, it was a shitty fight. It was you just fucking dodging him and hugging him, man. It should have been better. All that money everyone spent. And the other side. Well, you know, uh, technically, it was great to watch. If you're not really a boxing fan, you're not going to appreciate it the same as a boxing fan will. Well, go fuck yourself. All right. It's not about that. It's about entertaining people. Okay. When you watch the old Gladiator Times... You weren't like, oh, wow, look at his techniques. No, you wanted to see blood and destruction and violence. That's what you want to see. That's what they were there for. Not, oh, wow, that was a great technique. You see that? Wow. (laughs) No. No. We want our bloodthirst to be quenched. God damn it. Anyway, what I got to add about that fight is when it ended, it went all 12 rounds. When it ended, they looked the same as when they first walked in the fucking ring. Ah! They looked perfectly fine. Both faces. Oh, Christ. It was still fun to hang out with Monkey. (gasps) Anyway. On to Chuby. Here's the danger update, everybody. Chuby happens to be one of these people that I shit on a couple episodes ago. That by flaming hot, yes, James, not you, flaming hot Cheetos, and pump it full of nacho cheese. She's one of those people. Ah, and she's so proud of herself too. Chuby, I I can see that you're so proud of yourself. Okay, I know you love it. 
Because you told me you did. <laughs> Here's the deal. Chuby is a teacher. And so they have at her school sporting events, probably baseball games and whatnot. I forget what she told me. A couple sporting events where they sell those things. Flaming bags of... Or, uh, <laughs> small bags of flaming hot Cheetos pumped with like four pumps of nacho, hot nacho cheese. And they give you a fucking spoon with it or a knife, whatever. Or not a knife, a fork. And uh, oh, there you go. Eat up. <laughs> she tells me they sell like 40 bags of those per event they do. Ugh. Listen here, Chuby. First of all, you're part of the problem. Secondly, you are, you are causing a whole next generation of this shit to carry on. I hope you know that. Okay? As a teacher, you got to take responsibility. You can't just be selling bags of chips flooded with nacho cheese! It's disrespectful and irresponsible! The world, the future, is a darker place, Shubi, because you're in it, because you're in the world. I hope you know that. I really hope you know that. Let's move on, everybody. <laughs> Chupy. Manfest 2015. Teen. Teen. Manfest 2015. If you don't know what it is, then uh, you're not in the know. And you can't go anyway. So what does it matter? Now, Manfest 2015 is my annual camping retreat for men. The Festival of Men, in which we go camping. We play uh, all kinds of games. We go on hikes. We eat like kings. We drink like fish. We might do some other stuff off the books. Uh, you know. But let me tell you something. It's come to my attention recently that Lido, the boy winter sidekick himself, is most likely backing out of Manifest 2015, everybody. I will give you three seconds of silence for you to soak all that in. But who cares, James? Exactly. That's my point now. He's proven to me, and I told him this on via text, <laughs> that he's failed. And now he is not even allowed to come to Manfest because his man card has been, uh, it's, there's been a hole punched in it. It's revoked. He can still carry it around, but uh, he, you know, it's not valid. Yeah. So uh, he won't go because... You know, it's just it's just like the Thor thing, all right? Only the worthy can pick up Thor's hammer. Only the worthy of men may come. Come on, fast. <laughs> so it just got me thinking. And he can't go because of work. Because he's going to his uh, cousin's Call of Duty, who's been on the show, by the way. He's going to his wedding the week before. So like, yeah, I work retail. I can't take off two weekends in a row. So uh, here's my thing. It's got me thinking, all right? Why wouldn't you do what a real man would do and lie to get the day off? Oh, my God, James. Not everybody is twisted lying assholes like you. It's not about that. First of all, I think lying is important. Uh, it comes to my attention that red cunt, Brandon, cannot tell a lie. And uh, I think his life is better off. I mean, worse off for that. <laughs> Whichever. You got to lie once in a while, everybody. 
Haven't you guys lied to get out of work? I know you all have. Why can't he make up some elaborate, crazy story that gets him out of work for that weekend? This was his first error. If it's something you really want to do, you really want to go to, you don't bring it up trying to get the day off. You just come up with some elaborate plan long ago before you even bother with these people. You don't mention it. That way, they don't know your plans. Like, oh, this guy wants his weekend off. And then you wind up like faking something else. Like, yeah, right, you're fucking lying. You already asked me for that weekend off. So you don't even bother asking for it. If you think it's going to be a problem, you lie. <laughs> I like you ought to tell me your best I lied to get out of work story. But how can they do that, James? Uh-huh. I thought you'd never ask. Send me an email, thedangerhour at yahoo.com. None of you guys ever email me. I'll be really surprised if you do it this time. Email me your best way you lied to get out of work. The more elaborate, the better. And I'll read them on the air. I can use a fake name if you want, but, uh, you know, your choice. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. So here's what I did one time. This is the one that comes to mind. I think I've done worse, but uh, I really got to think about it. So I really wanted to go to something. I forgot what it was. I don't know what it was. It was probably to go to San Diego to see my cousin or something. Maybe it was for his wedding. I don't remember. I think it might have been for his wedding. So I told my, like the week before, okay, <laughs> on Monday, I told my boss that my grandmother passed away on a Monday so that on Friday, that that's where the funeral is. <laughs> you know what? No, I think I, on a Monday, I told him she passed away like on Saturday or Sunday or something. And tell him the funeral is going to be on Friday. Now, now I know what you're thinking. I'm a scumbag. My grandmother really did pass away, but like a year before. Now, the job I had at that time was this uh, factory job. And it was a cool job. Don't get me wrong. But they fucking forced... It was a union. They forced you to work out of... Okay, Monday, Tuesday, you were forced. No questions asked. You can't do a fucking thing about it. Monday and Tuesday, you're working 12 hours both days. And I worked at, I started at 2, so it was 2 to 2. Monday, 2 to 2. Tuesday, Wednesday, just 2 to 10. Your normal shift. <laughs> and then Thursday and Friday, 2 to 2, 2 to 2. Then they're going to start making us work Saturdays. So I was like, fuck this. So that's why I did it. So I told this dude, yeah, my grandmother passed away and uh, the funeral's Friday. <clears throat> and so the dude tells me, like on Thursday, he comes up to me. Oh, hey, James, uh, you know, I know, you, I know you're not coming in tomorrow. You're going to the funeral. So, but I just need you to bring me, you need, you need to bring me a handout or some kind of proof of, from the funeral. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> And I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. First, I thought, what a fucking weirdo. Obviously, he knew I was lying. But what a weirdo. Like, oh, you want some kind of paper with my dead grandmother on it? You fucking creep. <laughs> so I did what any great liar would do. I took to the uh, Photoshops. <laughs> now, the, the, the amazing thing is I actually made handouts for my grandmother's funeral 
and they were in my computer still. And so I just went into the file, changed the dates, and I went to Kinko's and printed out a professional-looking color copy. It cost me like a dollar or something, and I was done. Got out of the weekend, fucking even got paid for it for bereavement and the whole, the whole deal. Look at that. That is how you do it, boys and girls. So, Lito, if you really wanted to go to ManFest, you could have made up some crazy fucking scheme or some, something could have happened. But uh, you failed in this one, dude. But I already, I already told him that uh, you know him going would, would gay up the trip anyway. A little bit. So uh, Brandon's going to take over and gay it up a little bit for him. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, uh-oh. Let's go to a little something I like to call Stranger Danger. People are strange when you're a stranger. All right, thanks, Jim Morrison. That was lovely. Stranger Danger is basically a uh, segment I do in which I lump together a bunch of weird, odd, <laughs> maybe strange stories. And the only way I can put them all together on a show is to lump them into one category. <laughs> Cheating. All right, here we go. First one. Oh, boy. Just when you thought Asians couldn't get any stranger, everybody, I saw something the other day that was downright strange, if you ask me. <laughs> I was uh, driving during the day, which I always do, going through Aurora High. <coughs> Sorry, Roland Heights. I don't know what happened to me there. Uh, <laughs> Aurora High. So uh, heavy, heavy, heavy Asian population in Aurora High. I mean, sorry. Whoa. Roland Heights. I don't know what's going on with me. So uh, shout out to Raven, by the way. Shout out to Raven. So I'm, wa- I'm driving my truck and I go through this, I'm stopping at an intersection, and to my right, I see a bus stop with a bunch of people waiting there at the bus stop, and here comes this woman around the corner. Now, she's going to the bus stop, and she's, you know, she walks around and stops right there with the bus stop bench. But the, uh, the interesting thing about this particular Asian Chinese woman is what she had on her face. Now, I'm sure you all know that she's wearing... Elbow high gloves. Yes, you heard me right. And she's wearing clothes from head to toe. And she's got a plastic mask over her fucking face. Yeah. A full face mask. Like, sort of like uh, basketball players when they got that plastic weird shit they wear in their face. Like that. Her whole face. Now, I know why she did it. I'm pretty sure you all know why she did it. But that's the most extreme case that I've ever seen. But James, why did you do it? Oh, okay. For you and the ones that don't know, it turns out I heard from someone else, so it must be true, that uh, some of the Asian people, mostly women, uh, I think it's all women actually, they want to really protect their skin from getting any, you know, even one shade darker, it's going to be hideous to them. And they will resemble the field workers. So they don't want to be like them. They want to be like the light-skinned high society inside the houses. (laughs) While the darker-skinned workers were out in the rice paddy fields. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Like I said, someone told me, and I'm going to say it's true. But this chick took it to a whole new level. She really did not want to be in the sun at all. 
And she thought the best way to do that was to wear a big hat and a plastic mask. <laughs> All right, next one. Speaking of creepy girls, this girl, maybe not creepy, more psycho, if you will. She, uh, oh, let me pull up my, I gotta pull up my phone. The story's on there. <laughs> let me just read this to you. It's pretty out there, dude. You gotta be pretty fucking wacky to pull this off. Let me just read you the story here. Uh, let me put on my reporter, my reporter voice, okay? A female student at Kabarak University in Nakuru, Kenya, has confessed she deliberately infected 324 people with HIV, according to the Kenyan Daily Post. 324 people! She gave HIV to this sick fucking cunt. The girl, 19, whose name is unknown, says she has set her target for at least 2,000 men, acting in revenge after she was infected by a man at a party. The girl allegedly contacted Kenyan Scandals on Facebook and claimed she had something to confess. Kenyan Scandals? Is that a thing? After she was assured her identity was going to be protected, the Kenyan Daily Post, however, published a picture from her Facebook profile along with the article she wrote. September 22nd, 2013 is a day I'll never forget. Were you... Oh, wait. Is this from the... Oh, hold on. Let me, let me, let me do my best black African girl voice. <laughs> this is her account. Uh, there we go. September 22nd, 2013. No, that's Asian. Hold on. Let me try again. Uh, let's see. Uh, hold on. September, 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 no, September, September, no, September, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go, here we go, September 22nd, 2013 is a day I'll never forget. We went to clubbing in town and got drunk with some stinger students. Then went back hostels for party round two. This is bad. I can't do a black girl accent. An African black girl. Uh, whatever. Uh, then she explained that when she woke up the morning after, she realized a boy called Javon had had sex with her while she was drunk. I can only... I only asked if he used a condom and he said yes. However... When taking bath, I noticed sperms down there. I wanted to commit a suicide. I feared getting pregnant and HIV. When she discovered she was HIV positive, the girl confronted Javon, who insisted he was clean. I was so depressed and look at, took alcohol to a die. I even bought the poison. The pain was just unbearable. How was I going to face the world? I let my parents down. I gave up on the world and just wanted to end my life. My future had been ruined. Somehow, someone had to pay, the girl said. Wow, what the fuck happened all that? I accepted my fate and promised to make all men I come across a suffer. I know I'm attractive and men both married and unmarried chasing me left, right and center. I buried the good girl in me and became the bad girl. My goal was to infect as many as possible, she explained. 
The girl then confessed she had already infected 324 men, 156 of which are students at the Cabrac University, where she studies. The rest are married men, lecturers, lawyers, celebrities, and politicians. Not a day passes without me having six, mostly four people per day, she continued in her confession. Your day is a coming. You men have destroyed my life, and I will make you and your people pay for it. Female student in Karawak University. Nothing will stop me from accomplishing my mission to continue sleeping around. You never know, but maybe you have slept with me or your husband, boyfriend, brother, father, or any of them has slept with me. Your day is coming. You men destroyed my life and I will make you and your people pay for it, the girl concluded. The authenticity of the report could not be confirmed. After the Kenyan Daily Post reported the news, someone made an anonymous con comment claiming he knows the girl and he has had intercourse with her. Uh-oh. Looks like it's 325. <laughs> Fucking creep. Psycho. Yeah. Some dickhead got me infected with HIV. Hmm, what should I do? Oh, I know. I'll try to infect as many guys as possible. That'll teach him. Stupid ass. Fucking dickhead. Ugh. I think my black African voice kind of came around towards the end, even though it was still a little bit rough. <laughs> oh, boy. People like that that keep this shit going. You know what I mean? And it's people like the rest of you fucks that are having sex with creepy, strange women without using condoms. What's the matter with you this day and age? You know what? I talked to another guy recently, and uh, he told me he has frequent escapades. And I was like, damn, dude, I hope you're really fucking using protection. Like, uh, not really. It's like, really, dude? After all this information, why? Ugh. Speaking of uh, bitches, <laughs> no. The next story, no, I should say, speaking of animals, like that broad. Oh my God, Jancy, because she's black. No, because she's spreading HIV like a fucking creep. That's not a person. That's an animal. Speaking of animals, it turns out that in Antarctica, Antarctica, uh, the seals there, these large, large seals, are raping king penguins. Now, if you don't believe me, there's a video. That's right. There is a video proof that will show you the raping. Now, I got to admit, it's somewhat funny. <laughs> a little bit, but it's really funny. It's like 97% horrifying and 3% funny because of the way the seal is just pumping away. It's pretty fucking sad, though, dude. The penguin just there. You know, he can't do shit. The seal is like 20 times its size. And he just going to town on this thing. Oh, man. How rough. I couldn't imagine being raped. Hi, James. Oh, Craig. Why do you got to say stuff like that? No, I'm just... I can just... I can imagine what it's going to be like, James. I've imagined... I've imagined it before, James. Oh. Are you done? I'm just... I'm just saying... Yeah, you've said enough. <laughs> I thought humans were one of the only sick fucking race um, species, whatever you call this. 
that raped our own. Oh, man. Can you imagine if this starts spreading? Like animals start becoming aware. Like, oh, wow. I can have these great feelings whenever I want. <laughs> and if someone doesn't want to have them with me, I'll just find something that'll make me have these feelings. Ah. I think dolphins rape too. Hmm. Dolphins are supposed to be really smart. So, hmm, maybe it's maybe it's the most intelligent animals that can rape things because we are really smart. We can figure it out. Wow. I feel better now. Seals, welcome aboard. Welcome to intelligence. All right. Eh, it's just a couple of penguins. No big deal, right? We can do without a couple of those. Carry on, seals. Uh, next up, speaking of horrors in the coldness. Nice segue, James. Yeah, I know. Let's go to Mount Everest, everybody. James, where's Mount Everest? I think it's near um, Tibet. Nepal? Is that where it is? Somewhere over there. So, uh, <laughs> Mount Everest. Uh, according to this in-depth study, no, this thing I saw, it says, over 250 people have died attempting to make the summit to uh, the peak of Mount Everest. And something you might not realize is that most of the bodies are still up there. That's right, Mount Everest! is a graveyard. But not just any graveyard. A graveyard where the bodies are visible and preserved because they're frozen. Isn't that fucking creepy? The air is too thin for helicopters to go up there and get them down. And it's too difficult to bring them down physically. Like, you know, trying to have a team to go up there and pull them down. It's just too much, dude. It's... It's a... what do you call that shit? It's um too great a risk. You know, and then I even read something like, I read this whole th- story on it. And then if you're, if you're climbing Mount Everest, if you're a hiker or a climber, whatever you call them, extreme climber, and you see someone that's injured, I mean, p- some people would stop and, you know, give a little bit of aid. But for the most part, it's like, hey, dude, you're fucking on your own. I can't worry about you. I'm going to risk my own life trying to help you. So most people just like would just get hurt and just sit there and just slowly fucking die. Isn't that nuts? And there's even a dude up there. They call him Green Boots because, yes, he's wearing green boots when he died. He's up there in the fetal position. He just he laid down and, and got in the fetal position and he froze to death. Now he's a fucking landmark up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, climb a, a, a thousand feet till you hit green boots, then make a right. <laughs> You'll be right there. Oh, man. That's pretty fucking creepy, right? How would that make you feel if you're the one climbing Mount Everest and you see dead bodies? Would it give you the courage to keep going? Like, I got to do it for you, green boots. Or would you be like, oh, my God, I'm fucking doomed. If they didn't make it, how would I make it? <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was crazy. Maybe even a little strange. (laughs) Next up, a Dutch designer named Mark Stuckenboom has created a memory box. Oh, that sounds nice. Containing a glass dildo. (laughs) Oh, that sounds nice too. Allowing you to store 21 grams of your dead loved one, loved one's ashes. (laughs) 
Oh, there's the strange part. Yeah, dude. Fucking creep. He built this box. It comes with a special brass key. So you can lock this box. You can open it up. And lying in there is a dildo. And it's glass that uh, you can open it. The glass, mm, yeah, I think it screws into it. But you can open that, the clear glass thing <clears throat> and put some of your cremated dead uh, loved one inside there. Screw that baby back up and you can go to town on yourself. And it's like, oh my God, we're still having sex even though he's dead. <laughs> now, I know that uh, this day and age, it's common for women to be with women and all that nonsense. But uh, what I'm getting at is mostly for the guys. Because, you know, your guy was inside of you before. So this is the way that he can be inside of you again. You put his uh, ashes in that dildo there and you go to town on yourself. Now, in this memory box, so it's not just a dildo storage box. It's also a music box. No. So you can open it. And it's also got a little... Uh, um, a spray thing in there so you can put your like your boyfriend or your husband's favorite cologne and you can put it in there and you can spray it and smell what he smelled like and there's an iPod dock in the back of this thing you stick your iPod in there and you can play songs that remind you of both of you and you can just do this creepy fucking ritual where you can uh, put on your song together uh, let's see uh, what would be a good one how about this one you are my lady, my love. You're everything I need and more. You are my lady. You're all I'm living for. So yeah, let's say you got that going, and you and you spray this cologne. Now, cologne I used to wear. I only had, I've only had like two bottles of cologne in my life, and uh, someone asked, like someone, I think my uncle was like, "I'm gonna buy you cologne, man." I'm like, "Why?" You need to wear cologne. It's going to work, Rotch. I'm like, ah, whatever. He's like, come on, pick one up. <laughs> so I was this, I was spraying all the different ones. And the one I found to be the, my favorite one at that time was Nautica Voyage. Oh, my God. There was nothing like it. And, dude, honestly, I'd wear that fucking cologne. And the women would go nuts. Oh, my God. Who is, who, who's wearing that cologne? What's that cologne I'm smelling? Are you talking to me? Let me see. Oh my god, that's the one. Oh, that's just uh, there's something I picked up called Nautica Voyage. <laughs> so you are my lady. And then Nautica Voyage is misting through the air, and there she is, just going to town on herself with the candles lit and the whole deal, and she's with you again. Okay, and the the Swedish, Swedish, or sorry, Dutch designer Mark Sturkenboom. Gave her that gift. Fucking after death. With your loved one. It is beautiful. And strange as hell. <laughs> I don't know about this one, dude. I sure don't know about it. What if, uh, what if I buy this product myself and then I cut off my own left hand? Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, take it back. Take it back. Let's say I want to become a chick, okay? I want to be I want to get a sex change. I'm done being a guy. So I have my dick removed. My dick and balls are taken off. And then I have them burned, okay? And I put those burnt dick ashes into this new dildo I bought. And that way I can really fuck myself. <laughs> 
Yeah! <laughs> oh my God, James, that's so weak. But I've got a question, James. Yeah? After you put on, after you spray your Nautica Voyage, James, what song would you play for yourself so that you can fuck yourself to, James? What is your song with yourself, James? That's a great question. Wow. Uh, how about <laughs> how about this one? I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I touch myself. I touch myself. You put me in the spot with that question, so that's the best I can come up with at the time. Uh, I like it, though. <laughs> I'm singing it to myself. I'm so into myself. That's the song I sing to myself. That'll work. Dude, I would totally just fuck myself with my own ash dick. Hell yes, I would. I'd be so hot. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, talk about strange, everybody, and talk about dead things. Good segue, James. You'll see. This next story is from my own personal experience. The other day, I saw a work truck. You know the trucks that have, uh, well, they're for work. And they've got the writing, like the business company, whatever, writing on the door. And a phone number on the back fender, all that shit, right? So this one had all that stuff. And on the front fender, this is what it said. I couldn't fucking believe it. Okay? It said, we save baby whales but kill baby humans. I don't get it. Okay? Now, it took me a few seconds once I read it because I'm like, what? I was trying to piece together why, how that applied to the, to the company that the truck belonged to. And I was like, wait a second. This is about abortion. This company put their stance on abortion on their work trucks. Ah, the balls on these people. The balls. Now, the best part of this story is not the fact that someone put an abortion phrase on their truck. (laughs) On their work truck, which is just tacky and fucking weird right away. But the, the best thing is what type of business it was. Okay? An abortion slogan on a company... That does heavy duty vacuuming of <laughs> piping. <laughs> oh, I wish I can explain it to this guy. There's no way he knows, right? There's no way this guy fucking knows. Does he know? Is that some is that part of the sick joke? The company vacuums out your lines, your, your uh, whatever you need them for. It's just like, a, you know, industrials, blah, 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 uh, vacuum, pipe vacuuming, whatever the fuck it was. They suck your, your lines clean. Isn't that fucking, uh, you know. James, are you talking about sucking out babies with the vacuum when you get abortions? Uh, really? You had to say it? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Couldn't believe that shit. Oh, boy. All right, next up. Speaking of weirdness, maybe something a little strange and uh, babies. 
kind of. So I heard this story somewhere. I don't know where it was. I forgot. But uh, what I remember the source being someone pretty trustworthy. I'm like, oh, wow. That sounds like it might be true. <laughs> so uh, uh, one day, once upon a time, there was a middle-aged man who suddenly found himself becoming uh, attracted to young children. Okay? Let's say young boys. I forgot if it was just boys or if it was just young kids. He was just, I think, at Vegas, in Vegas and, and by the pool. And he saw little kids walking around and he started getting excited. It's like, and then he got worried. Like, what the fuck? What's going on here? I've never had these feelings at all. He was like in his 40s. Like, what, the, what, what is this shit? And so like after maybe like a month or two, the guy is very concerned because it keeps happening. He goes to his doctor and he tells him what's going on with him. And the doctor's like, oh man, this is interesting. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a scan of your brain. They take a scan of his brain. It turns out the dude has a tumor growing in the exact part of the brain that is responsible for like sexual um, desire. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is up there that controls your sex drive or whatever it is. Your, your, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sexual everything. <laughs> he's got a tumor growing in that area. And all of a sudden now he's attracted to young kids. Creepy, right? So, they do a surgery, remove the tumor from the guy's brain. He's not attracted to kids anymore. Problem solved. He's back to normal. Few years later, the dude starts thinking uh, kids are attractive again. He goes back to the doctor. A tumor was growing back in the same spot. Fucking wild, right? Don't you think that's crazy as shit? Does this kind of prove? I mean, I might be crazy here. Does this kind of prove the whole God thing to be not true? Oh, my God, James. Really? That's the first thing you think of, James? No, but I'm just saying. Isn't it weird? There's no reason for that. That just seems like it's something that just happened. You grew a little. You, you, grew, you had a growth growing in your fucking brain. Everything in the brain is mapped out. Everything controls something or other. Hey, that makes sense. You got something growing in that part of your brain. It's fucking your, your, it's throwing you off. We remove it. You're back to normal. Scientifically, doesn't it seem like there's nothing with God behind that? I mean, what would be the point? What is the point? I don't know. I just don't know about that one. Like I've talked about before, everything seems to everything seems to have an explanation behind it. Later, later on you find out, oh, that's why that happened. And I know I've beaten this shit with a fucking stick, but you know, the plague. Everyone thought it was some great cleansing from God and this and that, blah, 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 and evil demons, whatever the fuck it was, who knows. But look, it's because you were dirty fucks shitting all over the streets and the rats were all over the place. That's it. Doesn't it, I don't know, uh, doesn't it just seem to you, in your head, don't you, don't you want to believe 
that all this shit going on is just some random shit happening? Is it some kind of big plan? Really? The guy got attracted to kids all of a sudden? I don't know, dude. Now, I know I'm just getting way off topic here, but uh, it's just shit like this that gets me thinking more about this whole thing. Pretty wild. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> that was my last one. Let's go on to a new segment, everybody. <laughs> let's get lighthearted with this. Ah. And now it's time for Stallone stands alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question. When we placed Sylvester Stallone in No Country for Old Men, playing Javier Bardem's character of Anton Chigurh. And here it goes. Hey, yo, like, what's the most you ever lost in a coin toss, you know? Sir? The most you ever lost on a coin toss. I don't know. I couldn't say. Call it. Call it? Yeah, you know. For what? Hey, yo, like, just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling here. You need to call it, you know. I can't call it for you. It wouldn't be fair, you know. I didn't put nothing up. Hey, yo, like, yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on the coin? No. 1958, you know. It's been traveling 22 years to get here. And now it's here, and it's either heads or tails. And you have to say, call it. Look, I need to know what I'm standing when. Hey, yo, like, everything. How's that? Like, you stand to win everything, you know, like, call it. All right. Heads, then. Hey, yo, like, well done. Hey, 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 like, don't put it in your pocket, sir. Don't put it in your pocket. It's your lucky quarter, you know? Where do you want me to put it? Hey, yo, like, anywhere, not in your pocket, where it'll get mixed in with the others and become just a coin, you know? Which it is. You know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Chigurh. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's start wrapping this one up with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's 
I fancy that. Fancy. Fancy times, everybody. All right, my first fancy. I'm going to give you three this week because I uh, I dicked you guys on three weeks of shows. So this is my way I can make it up to you and we're all squared. <laughs> all right, fancy times. What I fancy first and foremost is my monkey and I, <gasps> my cousin, we're going to go to a Dodger game next week. That's right. My first Dodger game of the season. Yeah. James, you're not a sports guy. Uh, I like going to watch baseball games, and I like the Dodgers, and uh, it's something my monkey and I do together. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Just me and him. We're gonna sit in all you can eat and like have so many Dodger dogs and like peanuts and stuff, and uh, some beer. Dude, think about that Saturday night game. We're gonna go up there, Chavez Ravine. Grab us some Dodger dogs, all free of charge with the ticket price. <laughs> sit with the Cholos. That's right. That's where they sit. Get some beer. Fucking watch the boys in blue. Ah. Uh, I love. I, I love going to games. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I love it. You know, you might also say I fancy that, but I'm not quite done with my monkey. <gasps> What I fancy is what a story he told me recently. <laughs> he told me he was at a store and the, the cashier guy goes, Hey man, are you Arabic? <laughs> now look, my cousin has been, uh, and me at times, ha- have been mistaken for, for um, let's see, Arabic. Uh, what, do they tell, what do they think I am all the time? They think I'm Persian. So my cousin gets it way way more than me though. So he 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 hates hearing it. He they used to make fun of him in high school too. But uh, so the guy goes, "Hey man, are you Arabic?" And his his reply is, "Oh, don't insult me." And the guy goes, "I'm Arabic." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh oh sorry." <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. He goes, oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. When he told me that shit, oh, I was laughing so fucking hard. Ah, oh, I fancy that. Actually, that was number four. One and two right there. Uh, sorry, I mean, I mean, there's four fancies now because that's one and number two. Number three. I fancy working close to my house. You know why? For obvious reasons, but the extra perk you might not think about. For work, I drive a company vehicle, and sometimes I'm working close by where I live. I'm all over the place. Depends. Some days, if it's just right, I will stop at home and take a shit. That's right, everybody. The comfort of my own bathroom. (laughs) I hate going to public bathrooms, as I'm sure you all do. So just the simple notion that during your work shift, if you've suddenly got to take a shit, which is very rare for me, I usually plan it out pretty good. But if you got to go, you can stop at your own house and take a shit in comfort and luxury. I fancy that. Oh boy, do I. (laughs) Last up, what I fancy is Friends that have podcasts. That's right. 
I fancy you guys. Brando, the red cunt. Peterson. Peterson. Son. Son. Joey Peppers. I just like the idea that I can go to do another podcast and not have to worry about preparing any material and yet still having the, uh, the on-air time. You know, it's a little bit of a rush in a good way. It's not crazy rush, but it's still fun. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool just to have those outlets like, oh, I can go do this guy's show or that guy's show. It's pretty fucking awesome. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to be on the Ned Files this Friday if everything gets worked out. But uh, that might happen. And I was, I was just on the podcast about nothing with Red Cunt and Mr. Joseph Peppers a couple weeks ago. And uh, two shows. The second show is out now. iTunes. Stitchers. Podcast Garden or some shit. Where they're located. I don't know. Just go to iTunes. And I snuck on uh, the Net Files the day, right after that show. Immediately after I did the podcast about nothing. Fucking uh, Mandy. The, the Ned historian. <laughs> she said, uh, oh, crash the Ned Files. And so I thought they needed a guest or they were shorthanded. I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm in the area. And I, w- I even said, ah, I told Brandon. It's like, fuck, I wonder if I should swing by. Because it was kind of late at that time. But they got off to a late start. It's like, I wonder if I should go. And then the, the red cunt goes, dude, you better go. Don't be a fucking bitch and, and regret it later. I was like, damn, that's a good point. That's a great point. I'm already out here. I'm in the OC. And he lives a few miles away. Why the fuck wouldn't I stop by? That's a great point, Red Cunt. Because, you know, you just got to live in the moment sometimes, boys and girls. That's actually another thing I fancy about podcasts. It makes you live your life more. Stupid as that might sound, but I've done way more things just for the simple fact of, hey, this could possibly give me material for the show. (laughs) Yeah, not like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. No, more like... You know, the possibility of something interesting or funny happening to me. That kind of thing. And so uh, it has gotten me to live more of a, of a free lifestyle. And, uh, you know, more willing to live outside the box. And enjoy life and take it by the horns and ram it down my throat. No, so, yeah. All that stuff, everybody. Going to my first Dodge game with my monkey boy. Him insulting an Arabic person. (laughs) Shitting at home during work hours. And friends that have podcasts. Uh, I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we... Fuck your moment. Last time to get up in my soapbox and scream and yell and whine like a big fat baby. Here's my first fuck you. Once again, three fucks for the week. Gotta make up for old fuck's sake. Here we go. Number one. 25. 25 minutes of previews for Avengers Age of Ultron. What is this shit? I remember a time... When it was like, 
hey, we're going to be late for the movie. Oh, it's okay. We got 10 minutes of previews. <laughs> That's all it was, 10 minutes. Running a few minutes late, man. We're not going to make this film. We're not going to make this time. It's okay, man. You got 10 minutes, man. You got a 10-minute window. Then it was 15. Now it's 25 fucking minutes. Really? 25 minutes. It was torture. Torture. Speaking of Avengers Age of Ultron, I already uh, told you what I thought about it on the podcast about nothing. Part one of two. Peterson shit on me that uh, I didn't know what was going on in the movie because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I know this is, might sound like a cop out, but I was up at four in the morning that day. I saw it uh, Thursday, the day it came out, the early day it came out or whatever, at uh, the seven o'clock showing. By the time it started, it was 7.30, keep in mind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I wasn't fully present and, and alert so yeah maybe i missed a few things but i didn't say i didn't like it i liked the movie there were just a few things that i didn't like about it that's all okay peterson you just relax over there god damn it it was a good movie it just wasn't that great like i left the theater going like, eh, well eh, it was all right it was good it wasn't like oh my god that was amazing it wasn't like that at all but uh, I think I do. I did tell my wife that I want to go back and watch it again. You know, you just you met, you can't. There's no fucking way you can take everything in. There's so much shit going on with that fucking movie. But uh, anyway, the 25 minutes of previews. No, thank you. Fuck you, assholes. Just cut it back down to. Uh, I'll give you 15. That should be more than enough. Cut your trailers down. How about that? Don't show the whole goddamn movie in your fucking trailer. How about that? Is that a strange concept? Don't give away the whole fucking plot and premise and all the cool scenes in your trailer? <laughs> How crazy, huh? Stupid. Fuck you. Next up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. John Jones. That's right. Johnny Bones Jones. I called it a long time ago. This guy was a giant fucking douchebag. All right. But none of you guys wanted to listen to me. None of you wanted to listen. Oh, no, man. He's a champion. He's so fucking good. He's a douche. And now you know. And knowing is half the battle. James, what did he do that was so wrong? Let me tell you what he did. If I'm sure you guys all know, but I'm sure there's a couple of you that have no idea what I'm talking about. John Jones is that tall black dude. He's very fucking cocky, but he can be because he's the champ and no one can beat him. Fine. I don't like cocky dickheads. Never have. I don't like it. You're the fine line between cockiness and confidence. Okay, I've heard of all the fucking cliches. Now shut up. I don't like them. <laughs> Here's what he did. First of all, the guy got popped on for coke, cocaine, but they still let him fight in his last fight. Not even... Since his last, he hasn't even had a fight since then. This is what he did. He's driving his car. He runs a red light, slams into another car, which happens to be a pregnant woman driving. She gets rattled around. She breaks her fucking arm, right? What's the dude do? 
He flees the scene. Of course, that's what I would have done. That seems perfectly logical. Which I guess, you know, he... We all know why he ran. And, and apparently hid. And, and he literally ran. He left his wrecked car behind. And I guess he hid out for a day or two. And then he turned himself in. I'm sure to allow enough sufficient time for the drugs to pass through his system. <laughs> what a class act. What a dickhead. First of all, the UFC stripped his title from him and kicked him out of the uh, UFC, United, not United, Ultimate Fighting Championship. League? Is, that, is it a league? <laughs> they kicked him out and they stripped his title. You no longer possess this. Probably took his belt back and the whole thing. I don't fucking know. Yeah. What a great dude, huh? Hey, John Jones. Oh, fuck you. I don't believe that, dude. I really don't believe it. What a piece of shit. Oh, but, but, but what? But he's, he's been punched in the head many times and he probably didn't realize the decisions he was making at the time because of his, his severe trauma to his head. Go fuck yourself. So what, we give him a free pass all the time? Oh, well, he knows not what he does. No. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. If you pick a profession where you beat people's asses and get your head, your own head beaten in too, you got to deal with the repercussions, everybody. All right? You know the risks. So if you do some stupid shit afterwards, you can't, you can't hide behind that. Oh, well, you know, it's because I've been hit in the head. Oh, yeah, well, you... You asked for that. You took on that life. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that one. Just because I hate that motherfucker so much. John Jones. Good riddance. And fuck you once again. Last one. Last one. Save the best one for last. Speaking of red cunt. Brandon. The red cunt Gurnix. From the podcast about nothing. It turns out that he is an ordained minister. Oh my God, James. That's funny. No, it's true. I'm pretty sure he did it online. And I'm pretty sure there's nothing religious involved with that whole thing. But he he started his own, um, I guess, company. <laughs> oh, please. I really hope you get a company vehicle and write an anti-abortion phrase on the, on the fender. Anyway, so this dude, Brandon, the red cunt, he has uh, his own little side business called The Wedding Geek in which he will, you can hire him to marry you. Yeah. Now, from what I understand, from what I'm, from what I'm gathering, I haven't really spoke to him about this uh, personally, but I'm just going to make assumptions based on uh, what I know about him, which isn't much. But uh, I'm going to assume... He's not going down the religious road. This is more like an alternative method to getting married. The wedding geek. Uh, I think he would love to fulfill your nerdy weddings. You know, themed. Maybe Star Wars. Maybe some kind of superhero wedding. I, I'm, I'm sure that would be right up his alley and he's the guy for you. You're not going to be, uh, you know, a hardcore fucking Christian dude. And, uh, oh, we're gathered here today, everybody, with a uh, join hands for some prayer. I doubt he's the guy. I might be wrong, but that's my assumption. My fuck you is not to this guy. I, I, I think that's great. Good for you, buddy. 
take it and run. My fuck you is to this douchebag that commented on one of his Instagram's posts. This guy has his own Instagram at Wedding Geek. You know what? Let me look it up to be to be clear. I want to give this guy a proper shout out. Yeah, at Wedding Geek. So, uh, anyways, he he put this post. It's uh it's got two. It's got the equality symbol, and it's got these two women being affectionate. And so uh, he says, you know, this is beautiful, and I'm just gonna read. I'm gonna read the 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 shit he typed out here. That's a repost from someone else, but it doesn't matter. It says, marriage isn't about religion. Atheists marry. Marriage isn't about procreation. The infertile marry. Marriage is not about finance. It can weave poverty. Marriage is about love. That's it. And that's beautiful. All right. Great. Touching. Okay? Being honest here. I liked it. But a little bit after, some fucking guy, I'm not even going to tell you his name. I'm not going to say what he wrote. He, he was just some wacko fucking Christian asshole. You know, blah, 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 blah. Like <laughs> Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Just some bullshit about, you know, fu- you're, this is wrong. Um, you should know better. Some super hardcore Christian guy. And he put a bunch of stupid hashtags. Some dude, obviously, just some pretentious, self-righteous fucking cunt. And dude, it drove me nuts because I liked the post. You know, it was cool. It was all positive. I just got on this dude. I I told him off. Um, it just pissed me off, dude. People like that, like, dude, nothing here is 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 negative, but you. The fucking Jesus guy are making it all, flipping it around, making it fucking negative. That drove me nuts, dude. It just made me snap. I don't ever really respond to dickheads like this, but it just it just killed me. It fucking killed. Like this day and age, you still want to put up a fight about shit? You know, uh, who really fucking cares? If whoever wants to do whatever they want, right? Everyone knows that same song and dance. But who gives a shit? You're really going to go out of your way Really, to post this on a stranger, the wedding geek fucking site page? Like, you got to take it upon yourself? Oh, well, you know, it's my responsibility to spread the word. <laughs> oh, man. That shit really got me. Ugh. The dude started quoting fucking Bible verses and shit. Oh, boy. And then if you click on this dude's page, he looks like a giant fucking homo. Oh, and he's a douchebag. And he's like 24 years old. Just a self-righteous, full of himself fuck. Ah! So people like that. People like that. Fuck you. You know, they got to just shit all over something and just cause a big scene. And it's like, they just go away. No one is bothering you. Just stay away and just worry about yourself, all right? Is it your responsibility to, to uh, preach the Lord's word? <laughs> well, uh, we don't want to hear it. Everybody knows about the word at this point. You think you making your negative comments is going to make someone go, well, you know what? I really am seeing the light now. I'm going to change my whole attitude and outlook on things. Shut up. 
get lost? Why don't you crawl back into your Christian hole? <laughs> you know, those people really give that religion a bad name. Really, really do. I mean, the extremist on, on any religion is, is what kills everything. All right. There's, I'm not saying all Christians are dickheads, but the extremist from every single thing, whether it's the, I've seen, I mean, you know what I saw? I saw this video where this dude is, was talking to these news anchors about the, the Muslims. And this dude, he was a Muslim, they call it. <laughs> this guy was so, I think he was a professor. He was so well-educated and so uh, eloquent. And they were just trying to just be dickheads. And this guy just, everything they said, this guy came back with something intelligent and insightful and just riveting. Like, holy shit, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. And they were like, just, well, what about the Muslims being hateful? It's like, and he just kept shaking his head like, well, are you being serious? He could. I gotta find that video and post it on the uh, danger, danger um, Facebook, facebook.com slash the danger hour. Hey, if you want to join my secret club on the Facebook, it's the danger uh, elite Stephista club. Yeah, <laughs> you can join the secret club, everybody. It's very prestigious. So yeah, this dude. I mean, he pretty much said like, look, Muslims don't believe in what they're doing. That's the extreme extremist people. And those are the ones you're focusing on. And same thing with all these other assholes. But the point is, okay, fine. I guess I'm going to rephrase to fuck you to all the extremists out there pushing your shit. All right. Relax. You know what? It's not going you know, to change. They're always going to be there. But you know what's, you know what's not going to change also? My outlook on them, which is fuck you. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for me. I've had some pretty good diarrhea of the mouth tonight, but, uh, you know, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> all right, thanks for joining me. It's been just swell. I appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, hey, how about you send me an email once in a while? I want to read an email for once in my life. The danger hour at yahoo.com. Now, I've read plenty of emails on the show, but uh, I'd like to read more. I'm selfish. Give me more. So, uh, there you go. Um... I think there's nothing more to say but the same fantastic advice I leave you with every time, and that's simply stay dangerous, my friends. Later.